1: The focus of today's podcast is all about how to start a business in your kitchen and take it to over $1 million. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, PJ Jonas. Let me tell you about her. She's a business owner, goat wrangler, entrepreneur, and mother. After getting goats to provide healthy milk for her eight children, she decided to put some excess milk into a batch of homemade soap. That decision was the beginning of goat milk stuff, a growing goat milk product business that has been featured on The Today Show, The Doctors, The Huckabee Show, and Oprah. How cool is that? Welcome, PJ. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Oh, that pretty much covered it all. That's my, my complicated life in a nutshell. <laughs> wow, eight kids. That's that's like more than Brady Bunch, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that was six, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> do you also
1: have an Alice, a housekeeper? No, but we did name our vacuum cleaner Alice. Oh, good. You know, my vacuum cleaner is by that guy, that brilliant guy um, who just invented the hairdryer and the fan, Dyson. I love that. Do you have a Dyson? No, we have a Roomba where you just set it and let it go. So that works much, much better for me. Good for you. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Let me kick off with some fun questions. Tell us how this all started. Like, what made you even put goat milk into soap? Well, it was a little bit more than an accident, but I had
2: all the children in the bathtub one day. I was letting them splash around. And for whatever reason, I picked up the baby wash I had always used and looked at the ingredients. And I was really upset to find out that it was full of all these chemicals I didn't want on their skin. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to learn how to make my own soap. And so I found some recipes that called for water. And I was like, oh, I've already got goats. I've got all this good goat milk. I'm just going to put the goat milk in instead of, the, instead of water. And when I made the soap and put it in the shower, my husband started using it. And in less than a week, his fingers stopped cracking and splitting. And that was a problem he'd had for years. So that was kind
1: of how I was like, okay, I, you know, people out there need this. <laughs> and so I can do something with this. What a great story. So the milk we buy at the grocery store is cow milk, right? For the most part, yes. There are you can find uh, goat milk, but
2: it's it's smaller and harder to locate. Does it taste the same? um milk that is raised from healthy goats that milked properly yes so i have never tried the stuff in the grocery store i have been told that it's very nasty i don't know if that's true or not um but we do taste tests here and stuff and people can never tell the difference between the goat and the cow milk all you know a lot of times they'll uh my kids think cow milk from the grocery store tastes like plastic so
1: <laughs> it's good stuff <laughs> maybe because it's stored in plastic for sure yeah I'm So sure. You, you can't tell a difference Um, I
2: actually like the, the goat milk better. You know, unless you're getting, we drink our milk raw. So unless you're getting raw milk from a cow, um, the goat milk just tastes a lot more real. It just tastes a lot fuller and, and it just tastes more like milk, which I know is hard to say if you like, if that doesn't make sense, if you don't have the comparison, but it's actually really good.
1: That's cool. So we kind of joked about your eight kids in the Brady bunch, but do they pitch in and kind of help on on the farm and get all this like how did you yeah. really go from kitchen to 1 million all by yourself? Yeah, I mean it it wasn't me. It was the children were
2: involved from the very beginning. You know, I really wanted um, their home school education to be very practical. I wanted um them to understand hard work and what it meant and how it related to the value of earning a dollar. And so they have worked in the, in the business from the beginning. They all get salaries. They all pay their own taxes. They all have their own IRAs and save money for retirement. Um, so it's really something that we have really all done together. That's cool. And tell us the ages of your kids, or at least the range. Yeah, right now they um, are from 10 years old to 20 years old. So it was eight kids in 10 years, and they're all one at a time and about a year and a half apart. Wow.
1: (laughs) I'm still kind of stuck on that. I have a lot of friends that live in Utah, so I know they have big families there. But you're in, was it Indiana? We're in Indiana, yeah. I actually grew up on the East Coast, so it's it's a lot more unusual on the East Coast. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) That's really cool. So how long have you been in business, and how did you figure out you needed to scale? Well, I started the business
2: in 2008. Um, I had a lot of people tell me I was nuts. I had one woman look at me in the face and say, you cannot support your family making soap. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, watch me. <laughs> you know. Um, but it was really, quite honestly, the growth was faster than, I anticipated, and, and that I actually even really wanted, um, and so it, a lot of it was managing the growth and keeping up with the growth. Uh, you know, managing the cash flow, managing the workload, um, and that took a lot of. Uh, a lot of effort, a lot of putting systems into place, a lot of figuring out how to be efficient. Because when you're starting something new, you, you don't really know. You know, so you don't know what you don't know. So it was a lot of just time spent studying the business
1: and what we did, and figuring out how to constantly improve it. That's great. As a business productivity expert, I always ask my new clients, and this is even on my LinkedIn profile if you got 1,000 new clients tomorrow, what would break? What would totally be maxed out either through a system or, or lack of system or even people? What would break? So when did you figure out that you needed to get in, in front of this growth versus reacting to it? You know, it took honestly it took quite a while to get in front of
2: it. Um, a lot of it was reactionary at the beginning. I mean, we, you know, we started out um, going to craft fairs and getting our um, soap into people's hands. And um, I, I taught myself how to code and put up a website because this was, you know, back before there were a lot of, of simple shopping cart solutions. There, there really weren't many that I came across back then. They may have been out there, but I couldn't find them. Um, and so a lot of it was um, very much reactionary. Um, it probably took us so I started in two thousand and eight. it probably took us until almost the end of two thousand and nine to really get to the point where we were you know constantly thinking ahead of the of the curb and putting um, you know those, those things in place to to help um, where we were able to handle. Um, massive growth. We were fortunate enough to be on the Today Show in 2010. And so we really had our systems in place. We didn't have the space. We were totally running out of space in our, um, in our soap room at that point. But we had the systems where we were able to, to process all of those orders that came in through the Today Show. Um, and, and normally, you know, orders go out same day.
1: Um, and that took us about three or four days to get all those orders out. That is amazing. So how exactly do you get on the Today Show?
2: You know, a lot
1: of it was quite a lot of
2: of luck and timing, to be perfectly honest. Um, You know, I have a wonderful product. Our goat milk soap is amazing. Um, It helps people with all sorts of skin problems and all sorts of things, and that's necessary to to get um, publicity. But quite honestly, they're looking for a good story. Um, And we were and, and still are a good story because we have eight children that know how to work and not only know how to work, but know how to speak to adults. They they represent themselves beautifully. And so the way we got our first publicity was we were actually at a craft show that was put on by the baseball team. And the baseball moms were going around giving donuts to all of the um, vendors. And, you know, my children saw donuts and, of course, swarmed (laughs) around this woman. And ended up, she was asking them questions and they were speaking to her. And none of us had a clue. Anyway, it turns out she was the anchor woman for our local um, news. here um, Down here in Louisville. (laughs) You know, so it was was just kind of, you know, it it just kind of rolled from there. So, um, you know, I, I tell people there's, you know, unless you have a really good unique story, you know, it's it's I'm not always sure that it's the best use of your time to seek publicity. Um, you know, there are things that are you know more slower, you know, steadier, more organic. That oftentimes, you know, not that you turn it down if it falls into your lap like <laughs> it's with us, but um, you know, it's not. Don't think that if you could only get on you know X show that all of a sudden you know you'll have everything made because it doesn't really work that way.
1: Right. No, that's, that's a fair, fair statement for sure. So you're coming up on the 10-year goal, which is or 10-year milestone, which is just amazing. Congratulations on that. What is your next you. big goal? What's next? So,
2: yeah, we actually um, kind of already hit that point. And so we started out with our goat milk soap was our, our main product. Um, and then in 2015 the children were all getting old enough and still saying that they wanted to work at goat milk stuff full time. And so we decided that it was time to branch out. And so we actually put in the work, built some buildings, and became the first. And right now we are the only grade A goat dairy in the state of Indiana. And that means that we are able to legally sell goat milk. We can sell, legally sell yogurt. Um, we do gelato. We do fudge and caramel and candies like that, um, and so that was really a massive, massive change for us. Um, we're just kind of, kind of getting off. You know, here it is two years later, where I feel like it's really kind of established and, you know, and, and past that startup stage. And so now, I my focus is very much on preparing the children to transition to my husband and I no longer working in the business. Um, I've told them. My youngest right now is 10, and I've told them they have until she turns 18, and then my husband and I are going to be completely out of the business. So there's a lot of uh, systems I'm putting in place, training that I'm doing, you know, working with their skill sets, all of that to make sure that they will be able to not just maintain, but you know, see to the future and the future growth of goat milk stuff even once we're,
1: my husband and I are, are done. I love that answer. I love that you have an exit strategy, and I love that you got through the startup phase, the owner reliant phase. That's basically when you are the business and it can't run because you are not there. When you're on vacation, nothing happens. So, congratulations for really doing that. Did you have a business coach or a mentor that helped lead the way? <laughs> no, no. I am
2: an avid, avid reader and and just you know constantly consuming books and and you know anything I can get my hands on to to find out. So you know and and a lot of it is just. Um, which I think so much is lacking today, but I think common sense, right? I can't do this forever, and I don't want to do this forever. The whole purpose of parenting is for me to raise, you know, future adults, and what better way to set them up than to teach them, you know, from from the time they're little kids how to run a business and then take it over. Absolutely. So are your kids going to go to college? So what we do is when the children turn 16, they take some community classes at our local community college. Um, and that gives them uh, there's a couple things. It gets them off the farm, it gets them um, interacting you know with people who don't always believe the way they believe, um, so that they're able to you know interact and, and you know because it, it's easy to believe what your parents believe, but you have to decide if you believe that yourself. Okay. <laughs> right? True. Um, And so I'd rather them do that at 16 while they're still living with me. So if they're, you know, if they're getting challenged with things, we can come back and talk about it and and see, you know, what they really believe. Um, Right now, none of them are planning to get a four-year education. They're they're mostly um, taking classes that, you know, help in the in the business, although I still haven't talked to any of them into taking an accounting class, which <laughs> they all—I've told them they all need to—before before, before uh, Jim and I leave, my husband and I leave. But um, you know, if, if that's something that they want to do, they want to you know get that. We would be behind them, but it, it's not in their plans right now. That's a
1: great—I love that strategy. It's different than what people are typically do. But can you imagine the bill for sending eight kids through college? That's got to be a million dollar, seven figure. Invoice.
2: Well, you know and, and it's I'm a big believer that education is super important, right Education is so important, it's the most thing you can do. But I do think we're entering into a different phase where there's a lot of people that you don't need that standard for your education. Agreed. Um, that Agreed. you could learn so many other ways and learn so many other skill sets, and those are just as important. Now, if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a veterinarian, you know, whatever, any of those where you need the degree, absolutely. But you should go with that intention in
1: mind and not just necessarily think of college as grades 13 to 16 because you don't know what else to do. That's a great answer. So let's switch topics and talk about your farm. You let people come and do tours. So if anybody's in the Indiana area, what exactly are some of the key highlights on that tour? Uh, We have so much fun with our tours. Um, you get to pretty
2: much see everything that, that we do. You start in the soap room, and then you go out to our gardens and see all our chickens and rabbits, and then you go to the baby barns and um, get to see the baby goats and, and the, the mama goats and where and how we milk, and then you end up in the kitchen's building where you get to see where all the cheese is made and um, all the fudge and caramel and things like that, and most people usually end up in there tasting all the free samples <laughs> and things like that. So, you know, we, we're we homeschoolers at heart, so we, we love answering people's questions and and you know, showing how we do, and love. I love being able to show people how capable children are. You know, I mean, the the child labor laws in this country, you know, were created for a really good reason. We were created to get children out of factories, to get them, you know, out of unsafe environments, and that's wonderful. But we've kind of gone a little too far in the other direction, in my opinion, and we don't give children the chance. To, to work you know self-esteem wouldn't be an issue right if, if, if kids were knew how valuable they were and, and have what good workers they could be so I'm really trying to show people what children are capable of doing you know my, my youngest two are actually the ones that man our two farm stores the 10 year old does the farm store and my 11 year old does the sweet shop and it's just it's so funny to watch people come in and be greeted by a 10 year old and have them you know answer all their questions and process their credit cards and all of that so it's, it's, it's fun to watch. That's
1: awesome. Let me ask you a quick question, and then we'll jump to a fun question. So tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so um,
2: my podcast is actually called The Busy Mom Survival Guide which uh, is pretty much descriptive of my life. We talk about all sorts of things, um, you know, from taking care of yourself to, to raising kids to organization, and I share some of my systems that I've put in place. Um, I actually took a break from it during uh, the building of the of the food stuff and getting all our certification and all of that, and I am getting ready to relaunch it again. Um, well, I was hoping – I was supposed to get it relaunched in September, but then my, my oldest daughter got engaged. And okay, so goodness. uh yeah, we're very excited about that. Um, she's she's chosen a great guy, so it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. So it'll probably be more like
1: um, October by the time I actually get it relaunched. Well, that's about the time this is coming out, so people can go check it out. It'll be perfect. So let me give you my standard question that I ask everybody on this podcast since we're all about productivity. PJ, if you had one more hour in your day, so 25 hours every day, what would you do with that extra hour? You know – I would have to say that I would
2: probably, um, I would probably do nothing. I would probably meditate or pray. Um, I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that saying, and, and I've heard it said different ways, but basically, goes something like, you know, meditate or pray for an hour every day. Unless you're busy, in that case, meditate for two hours. You know, <laughs> um, I, I think that such a big part of productivity is just sitting and letting your mind solve the problems, you know, just not really thinking about anything. I think you come up with so many creative solutions and thought processes when you're not really directly focusing on it. Um, And I have found that that do-nothing time is just
1: essential to me being able to be efficient and as productive as possible. That's a perfect answer. I actually call that thinking time. I have a dedicated hour from 10 to 11 on Friday mornings that is my thinking time. No electronics, just me and a pad of paper with a pencil and just – Asking myself questions and coming up with the answers. It's amazing what it does.
2: It is so, you know, I, I am not one to spend money on myself. I hardly ever do it. And this past year, I actually went out and bought myself a writing desk. And I'm not allowed, my phone's not allowed there. I don't have any computers, any electronics. And I have a journal and my Bible. And I will just sit there and just, and it, it's been so, made such a difference in my life to just have that kind of, you know, and the kids will like open my door and see me there and they'll just close it and walk away (laughs) because they they know it's not a good time to bother mom.
1: (laughs) I need actually a red light that goes outside of my office because I'll be on the phone doing a podcast or a coaching call and my husband just barges in. I said, okay, now if the red light's on, don't come in. It's like the radio on-air signal. Exactly. You need need an on-air signal.
2: Yeah, I, I think for me it would be better to like see if I could like remove the handle to the door,
1: though. <laughs> wow. I think they'd still kind of ignore that red light. <laughs> that could work. So for people that would like to work more closely with you or try out the soap, how can they connect? Yeah, so I am available all over social media and stuff. The easiest
2: way to, to find me as our home base is the website. And you can do that at www.goatmilkstuff.com. You can get the email and the phone number and all Facebook and all of that. Um, from From the website, and then I do actually have a free bar of soap for your listeners, if that's something they'd like to try. Um, and again, just go to the website at goatmilkstuff.com/nancysoap, and Nancy Soap is all one word.
1: Oh, I'm writing that down. I'd like to get my soap. That sounds so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are there different um, scents or flavors?
2: Yeah. So we actually, um, there's so many people out there with skin conditions like eczema and psoriasis and whatnot. Um, and then even just dry skin or cracking skin like my husband had. Um, and we have an unscented soap. We call it purity. Um, and that's really helpful for that. And then if you have just, you know, if you don't have any trouble with your skins, we have all sorts of fun scents like almond, which smells like cherries, and oatmeal milk and honey is our most popular, and black raspberry, which is one of my favorite. And so there's, there's a whole bunch to
1: choose from. So what would you recommend for me living in Colorado where our humidity is really, really low? Do you have any skin issues with dry skin or problem skin? Not inherently, but living in Colorado, okay. we have no humidity. Everyone yeah. has the same condition. You know,
2: they all they all have the same amount of goat milk. So if you're not having any problems, you can really just pick a scent that you you know that sounds appealing to you. Um, but if you're having any you know any cracking, splitting, any you know eczema, anything like that, you want to stick with the unscented soap, especially to start.
1: Very cool. Well, that's a really generous gift. So listeners, go to goatmilkstuff.com slash soap. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, PJ, that I didn't think to ask you? You know, I just really think that
2: we, entrepreneurs in today's society, have such a great place in the internet to start something because you can test an idea on that with so little infrastructure. Um, that you know, it really is a good time to to be able to launch something and try something, and it's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of ups and a lot of
1: downs, but it's it's
2: really worth it in the end.
1: What great words of inspiration! Thank you, PJ. Thanks so much for being on the show today. This has been a really fun episode. You provided lots of valuable and some. Some laughs as well. Listeners, I just added some speed consulting days on my calendar for fall. This is where you accelerate your businesses in just one day instead of coaching, which can take many weeks or months. Go to nancygaines.com slash scale to learn more. S-C-A-L-E. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage.
0: You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S.com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.